Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Well, over this Christmas period, we've... uh... We've talked a lot about Jesus, why he came. We know that he came because simply he is Emmanuel. He wanted to be with us, right? God with us. And that's the main thing. But he came for a a few other reasons that he expressed. Uh, We read those in the scriptures. And one of the things we talked about is that uh, he came to save the world. Came to save the world. The other reason that he came is because he came to do God's will. And because we are his disciples, we follow in his path. We want to go where he goes. And if he is doing God's will, we want to do it with him. That's where he is. So that's how we are with Jesus, is by doing God's will. Uh, We also uh, learned last night that he said he came for children. He invites us all to into that, that adoptive scenario where we've been abandoned. Abandoned, And then he comes and he says, I want you to be restored into the family of God. You are my children. And so he opens his arms and he, and he welcomes us and he names us his own. One more reason he came is that Jesus came to tell the truth. Now, this is the hard one. I, 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 would, I would like this not to be the Christmas one. But really, this is the, this is the hard one. Jesus came to tell the truth. And I, you know, I've been a truth teller because I try to speak the, try to preach the word. And, and there's not much fudge room here. There, there, there's a lot of interpretations. There's a lot of spins on scripture that people do because the truth is really a hard thing. It goes against our human nature, our fallen nature. And when we bump into the truth, it hurts sometimes. And because it hurts, some people try to make it different. They try to make it easier. They try to make it a take on Scripture that they can maybe live with or deal with. But uh, the truth is, there is absolute truth. And we find that in the Scriptures. And we find that in Jesus' own words. When Jesus speaks, we listen because he tells the truth. And he says that he came to tell the truth. Now, um, some people think that there is no absolute truth, that it's relative. Maybe he lives in Wisconsin. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, truth is not relative. It's absolute. And so I'm going to start off just sharing a, a few truths. Now, these aren't necessarily biblical truths, but just truths that are hard to swallow. Okay? And uh, it's Christmas, so I want you to have a little fun here with me today. But uh, the truth is uh, that there was a real St. Nicholas, but not the one that most of us uh, identify with as Americans today. Sorry, I'm glad the kids are gone. Don't tell them. <laughs> All right. I actually got in trouble when I, when I said this one time in public. It's like, whoa, my kid still believes in Okay, good. Um, life is not perfect. Hard truth, right? Anybody ever say that to you? Life is not perfect. Get used to it, kid, right? 
Yeah, that's the truth. Um, there is no perfect husband. What? What? But you're ready for the other half, right? There is no perfect wife. Oh, sorry to, you know, okay, we're, we're all equal. And there is no perfect child. Matter of fact, there's a book I think that I have up there on the screen that you can read. Is that right? No, that's, that's, there's no perfect job. That's the one I was going to go for. There's no perfect job. Those of you who've seen that episode know that's true. Uh, no one is immune from sickness or death. Right? No one is immune. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just had to throw that. I thought if anyone could break the news softly, it would be Mr. Rogers. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I've never seen that episode, but, you know, I'm waiting for it. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's another one. God does exist. And there is a real right and wrong. All right? It's true. Uh, and this is where things get sticky. I mean, Romans 1 says, says that nature actually reveals the truth that there is a God. And, and, and so we, we have to recognize that there is truth and it is real. And the other one I want to just emphasize this morning is that Jesus is real. I read something again just last week of the, some of the things that people think are, are fairy tales. And Jesus' name was in that list. Some people think he's just a made-up person. It's not true. Jesus is real. He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross. And he paid the penalty for all of the world's sin if we choose to believe and embrace that truth. He was raised back to life. That is not a lie. That is truth. All right? So... I'm working off the premise that truth does exist. And so I want to point your attention to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verse 37. If you have your Bible or your Bible app, you want to open that up. Jesus is having not really much of a conversation, but he's in front of Pilate. and, And Pilate says, you are a king then. And Jesus answers him the truth. You are right in saying that I am a king. In fact, for this reason, I was born. Merry Christmas. And for this, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Isn't that interesting? If you're on the side of truth, you're on Jesus' side because he always speaks the truth. And he speaks it in love. John chapter 14, verse 6 says this. Jesus told him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Many people in the world think there are all kinds of pathways that all lead to heaven. But Jesus said that's not true. There is only one way back into relationship with God, the eternal Father, the creator of all things. And that is through the sacrifice, death, and resurrection of Jesus. See, the Bible is not a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale. You know, uh, some people think the Bible is just something that 
hopeful people just made up to make themselves feel a little bit better. People ask the question, is God really real? Did God really create the universe? Uh, did God create man or did we evolve weirdly, you know, by chance? Um, are Adam and Eve real? Did they really break the rules and sin so that mankind is condemned without Jesus? See, all those questions are answered in the Bible. And Jesus said, I came to tell the truth, to reveal the truth. He said he came into the world to testify to the truth. So it really all boils down to whether or not you believe what Jesus says. Okay? Do you believe what Jesus says is truth? You know, if he isn't telling the truth, what's the option? What's the option, really? We're left to our own devices, right? If he's not telling the truth, then he's a liar. Then he is a liar. And we have to ask ourselves, what do you lie about? Well, then it, it, it becomes up for grabs, right? You know, there are a lot of people who love the person of Jesus. They think he's cool. Uh, they like Jesus, but they don't believe the Bible. And it's incongruent. It doesn't fit together because Jesus said, I'm here to tell the truth. And he told the truth. And some people say, well, I like some of your truth. But the other parts that kind of hit home, get hard, I don't like those parts. Well, the reality is that if, if Jesus is the truth teller, then we have to buy all of the truth that he says. Not parts that we like. And so we need to listen to everything that he says. The things that he taught. And we know that the truth does upset a lot of people. It does. Uh, I know there's, uh, I know there's a lot of, of talk and, uh, I mean, it's become so cliche now. It's a meme. You know, fake news. Right? The truth is there. It's pretty plain to see and, and somebody comes in and does a spin on it. And create some other truth. Or just makes up something. And if it's said enough times, people will believe it, they hope. Right? There is fake news. And it's been going on for centuries. It started with Satan. Satan was the first one with fake news. Hey, I got some news for you. God didn't tell the truth. Wasn't that the, the first sin? The sin that affected us all was based in the, in the, the idea that God didn't tell the truth. Well, Jesus said, I'm here to tell the truth. Jesus, God in human form, is here not to tell us fake news, but to give us the reality, the truth. He tells the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? Well, Luke 12, verse 51 says this, Do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but division. Where does the division lie? The division lies in what people believe. What they believe to be the truth. How they live their life based on that truth that they believe in. And so there's division. And we experience that every day. 
Anybody here ever here had an argument with somebody based on the idea that they said something and you disagreed with them? They're giving their truth. You're, you're trying to give the, your truth. And then there's a disagreement. And they're, they're based on lots and lots and lots of things, not just eternal things, right? So Jesus comes and he knows, he knows, he knows that some people are not going to listen to him. Sad reality. If Jesus comes and he has this wonderful news, your creator, the one who designed you, who thought of you before the creation of the world and willed you into existence and crafted you with his own hands, he wants to have a relationship with you. And then someone else comes along and says, no, it's not true. It's not true. And Jesus came into that world that he knew was broken. That people had all kinds of ideas about where they came from and what they need to do in this life. And how to get to the next life. And so Jesus comes into this world and he says, do you think I came to bring peace? Well, actually he did make peace for us. But he knew that even in doing that, that people were not going to agree on, is that the way? Is that going to be the result? He knew there was going to be more than differences of opinion. There were going to be arguments and wars and struggles for power. Matthew 10, verse 35 says, For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Right? In, in one family, you can have people who believe in Jesus and not. Some of you sitting here today in this room know that personally, right? It's a difference of opinion about what Jesus said to be true. And it fractures the family. And you wish it wouldn't. You, w- you wish that people would believe what Jesus says. That we'd all get on the same page. Wouldn't that be wonderful? It'd just be wonderful if people could just agree on what Jesus said instead of spinning off their own idea, adding a little bit, subtracting a little bit. You know, people do that. Why? Because they don't want to bow the knee to Jesus. They still want to be in charge. So what Jesus says rubs them wrong. I'm not going to agree with that. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to do my own thing. And so it creates division. You see, these things all happen because of disagreements about what's true and what's not true. You know, and boy, there's some tough ones in the world, right? Is there a superior race? What did that cause to happen, right? Um, do the strong deserve to dominate the weak? Should the rich rule over the poor? Should we have a king or a dictator or democracy, or a socialist republic? What's the right form of government? Should there even be a government at all? Right? If there is no truth, or at the very least, if we can't agree on what the truth is, there is going to be war and chaos and anarchy. 
It happens with girl, world governments. It happens in families. It happens everywhere. We have to agree on one thing. Jesus is real. Jesus is God come down to be with us in human form. And we need to bow the knee. We need to worship the King of Kings. Like he is truly the King of Kings. And he truly has what is best for us. You see, his truth is designed not just to restore us into relationship with God, but to make that relationship a loving and peaceful relationship. What does he say about all the rules that are listed in the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament? What does he say? They're all based on one thing. Loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor like you love yourself. He says all the law, all of the prophets, all the commandments are based on these two ideas. Love each other. Set aside your differences of opinion and just start believing in Jesus and who he is and what he's done and what he says. John 9.39 says this, Jesus said, For judgment I have come into the world, so that the blind will see, and those who see, or those who think they're right, will become blind. Now, that's a whole series of sermons right there, okay? That's a little bit hard to unpack. Because Jesus, another time, said, I didn't come to judge the world. Right? This is a statement that says, I want people to experience truth. And those who think they have the truth, yes, he's in a sense judging them, saying, no, you don't have the truth. This is the truth. And for those who don't know what the truth is but are open to it, he wants to open their eyes. He wants to open their eyes so they can actually see what's really going on. One last verse in John, the Gospel of John, chapter uh, chapter 12, verse 46, says this, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. See, whenever he says, I'm the light of the world, I like to think of the aha moment. Have you ever been in a super, super dark place? I mean, there's hardly any light at all. And then suddenly the light comes on and then you see, right? I mean, that's the picture of Christmas morning. And you, you, you wake up as a little kid and you run into the living room and, and then all of a sudden, you know, dad turns the tree lights on and wham, you see the Christmas presents there at the foot of the tree, right? It's like you didn't see them before, but now you do. Why? Because the light's on. And that's what Jesus did at Christmas. He came to turn the lights on so that we could finally see the truth. He is the light. And sometimes that light it hurts, it blinds us a little bit, but then you get used to it and you're happy for it, right? That's why I don't live in Oregon, right? I live in California where the sun shines all the time. Well, I wish, except for the Central Valley during the winter time, right? Okay. But like Jesus, we have an opportunity at Christmas time to keep the Christ in Christmas, Right? To keep the Christ in Christmas and we bring the light to the world just as Jesus did. We are reflections 
of who Jesus is, bringing the truth and his glory to the world so they can experience being with God, Emmanuel, God with us. All right? Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us in such a way that that you came to bring light to us so that we could actually see the truth, see that you are truth, and what you say and what you bring to us, how you invite us to live with you is good, is pleasing, is loving. So, Lord, we once again want to bring ourselves and offer ourselves as an offering, as a gift to you this day. Thank you for adopting us as your own children and the wonderful gifts that you give to us, how you blessed us so richly, while at the same time uh, teaching us what truth is and living within those boundaries because we love you, because we know that's where you are. So, God, thank you for everyone here this morning that, that are here to, again, worship you, to lift their voices in praise and adoration for who you are and what you've done for us. We love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com. Thank you.